Welcome to the Strong Life Coach Podcast. We speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Today we're joined by our very special guest, my my favorite guest I've had on the show thus far. I've had a lot of great friends here. I haven't had my wife yet, so once wife is on the show, then she'll probably be my top favorite. But you thus far, my mom, <laughs> you know, um, you you've you've helped me along the way. Have my priorities straight. I'm grateful you you came back into the the Strong Life Coach Studio. How's your day going? My day is going great. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yes, always, always. I'm telling you, um, the, what I heard um, from my producer, the guy who's doing a lot of the editing for the podcast, is that he loves the way your voice sounds on the audio. He said that you have a great voice, and of course, you have great insight to offer. So, big thank you for the first session, and also thank you for coming back. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, today we are discussing learning for a lifetime. So um, when I think about you, I think about you as someone who has been committed to learn and grow for a lifetime, never staying still, never being complacent, but somebody who had a, a healthy hunger for more. What do you think has helped you to cultivate that attitude to learn for a lifetime? I just think that every time you learn something and you improve on what you've done before, you keep growing. That's mm-hmm. the way to keep growing. Yes. I can attest that that's true. I, even on our first podcast, I listened to it a, f- a couple of times and I saw a number of ways I can improve as a communicator, as a speaker, and as a, as a host. You know, I want to be gracious. I, never, I don't want to over speak anybody. And I, I want to make sure people, when they're here, that they're encouraged as, as I want them encouraged anywhere else. Awesome. Um, so continuing to make the effort, trying, and uh, even for me, when I, I think when I started out as a speaker, I didn't use as many stories, and I didn't use as many analogies. And I thought if you just tell people truth, then that would be sufficient. But what I'm learning is the storytelling, the analogies, they help cultivate that soil so that when you plant that seed of truth, it's, it's in the best position to take root and blossom. But to your point, I didn't learn. I didn't know that early as a speaker. I thought if you just said it in a cool way or in a or if you said some some flash of insight, then they would get it on their own. All right. So we'll jump into the true or false section of the podcast where I'll put out a few questions. I'll put a put out a couple of statements and you'll respond with true or false. And you'll let me know um, why you believe whatever you believe on the topic. So in the in the topic of of learning for a lifetime, true or false. Learning is only for the young. I would definitely have to say that's false. <laughs> you continue to learn your whole lifetime if you're willing to. Mm-hmm. So what, what would you say to somebody who's maybe they're out of college, they no longer have assignments to learn w- with that same accountability? What would you say to somebody who's maybe even in their 40s or 50s about What would you say to them to inspire them to continue to learn and grow? Learning keeps you, your mind active. It keeps Mm -hmm. you motivated. So if there's anything, it's never too late, no matter how old you are, to keep learning, to keep, uh, if you'd like to read, you can always read about anything it is that you're interested in. Mm -hmm. In our day and age, you can read about anything. You can listen about anything. You can watch videos about anything. So there's, to your point, there are a variety and a vast amount of resources to us if we want to learn. So we just have to have the right approach and the, and the attitude to approach that. 
And really, especially the people in the United States, we have access to the internet. Just uh, almost everyone has access to the internet. So there's really no excuse for not continuing to learn. <laughs> there is no excuse for not continuing to learn. I'm taking that quote. I'm writing that one down after I listen to this. Thank you. Thank you for always giving me great material to use. I have like a whole file just from you. Thank you. All right. The second true or false question we're, we're, we're discussing today is most of my learning is done by reading. True or false? I would have to say for me, true. Yeah. Most of it is done by reading. But of course, there's a lot of learning that comes with just experience. Mm -hmm. So a combination of of perhaps personal study and personal digesting of content. But then, and, and, and that's to me, when I think about the ideal learning plan or growth plan, I think about it's, it's, it's a combination of those two. It's that, it's that experience and, and that study. You know, when you get overly on one without the other. So if I was doing all study without experiments, and I think there's, there's probably a lack of, maybe a lack of courage or a lack of initiative that might stunt my growth. Or if I'm doing um, all, exper all experience and I'm not doing enough evaluation, evaluating that experience, then I can see also how it can stunt my growth. But the idea of, of learning from other people through books or again, listening podcasts or, or videos, great resources to continue learning. And to interact with other people. I think when I was younger, I didn't socialize as much. So you have this idea when you're young that you know everything. And that's really not the truth. Mm -hmm. You're better off to try to reach out, find a mentor, find someone you respect, mm -hmm. and learn from them. Mm -hmm. Finding a mentor, that's a big one. Uh, what, what advice, what counsel would you give someone when it comes to finding a great mentor? I would say you need to sit down and evaluate what it is where do you want to improve, improve? Where do you want to grow? Mm -hmm. And try to find somebody that you feel fits your ideal mm -hmm. of where you'd like to be. The mm -hmm. best way for you to be there is to learn from someone who is already in that position. That's right. That's right. W one activity we do with coaching, to your point, is we, when people really want to grow, they really want to improve, and they really want the accountability and the structure that coaching provides, they'll sit down, we'll sit down together and we'll pinpoint what's the specific area they want to grow in, whether that's spirituality, relationships, time management, whether that's personal growth, whether that's um, in their marriage, whatever it is that somebody really wants to grow in, for them to pinpoint it and then, according to what you said, find somebody who they respect in that field who's already steps ahead so you can get those principles, put those principles into practice that are already proven true based on the success, success they have with that other person. So finding a great mentor. Um, so uh, we got that. Then let's jump into the next category. We'll talk about filling in the, bl uh, it'll be a fill in the blank section. So we'll, uh, I'll, I'll put a statement out there that's incomplete. You go ahead and complete it for us and we'll have some discussion on it. So the first one is one hindrance to learning is? Negative attitude. A negative attitude. How have you seen that be a hindrance to people learning? Well, if you have the attitude that you already know everything, you're not going to be receptive to learning something new. Mm -hmm. You have to have a positive attitude. You have to be willing to open your mind and listen to what's being taught. Mm -hmm. the, to, uh, I like that. Now, 
So have you seen a direct connection between people who have the negative attitude and then the lack of growth in their lives? I can't say a specific instance, but in general, um, I'm, I don't even want to say specific names, but I do have someone, I have someone, no, I do have someone this, no, I do have someone this week that actually, uh, applied to work for us and she's, I, I just thought about it. I'm not saying names, but, um, we actually hired her a month ago and for every single day for the past 30 days, something has come up that has prevented her from coming to work for us. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, I felt really kind of sad about that. Uh, at first, I, I kept thinking, boy, she has bad breaks. You know, one thing ha- keeps happening after another. But then I realized that it might have to do with her just allowing negativity in and not just going for it. Mm-hmm. Not just going for it. Uh, and finally, we just had to, I just had to give up. I couldn't. 30 days of waiting for somebody to come to work for you with mm-hmm. one ex- excuse after another. And I thought, uh, most of the people I know are positive enough to get up every morning and go out and go for what they're looking for. But for whatever reason, she couldn't seem to cross that line. Mm. That's rough. That's rough uh, to be in a, in a position where you know, your attitude could pre- prevent you from having a source of income. Um, we certainly never want to be in a, in a place where I could hinder the way I provide for my household, for my family, and even just for me to be able to make it from day to day. All right. The next one we have for you is the one experience that helped me grow the most is. I would say being a single parent helped me grow the most because when you have a responsibility to your children, you have to grow you have to figure out how am I going to do this without somebody else's help. It's not easy, but it does spur you to be a lot more creative than you normally would be. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that when you were here before that having a desire to provide for your children compels you to think outside the box. And uh, you, you, come back, you came back to it today, just that, the creativity that it fostered in you, which means a lot to me. I know some people that are listening in, are in that single parent position, and they're wondering, and, and, and really they're looking around, what, you know, potentially have some envy of people that are not in that position or are frustrated about being where they are. But it's, it's a beautiful concept that you can reflect during that time and while you said it wasn't easy, but there was blessing that came from that, from that time period, even though it was a really difficult time for you. All right. So let's, let's, let's t- talk about reading. So you mentioned reading is something that has helped you grow the most. And it's something that you're actively participating in. When would you say you first developed a love for reading? Well... When I was two years old, my mom used to read to me. And she even repeats this story to this day that she would read a book to me. And before long, I got to where I was repeating the words and turning the pages exactly where they needed to be turned. So I guess my my love of reading started just then. 
Mm-hmm. At two years old, that's a <laughs> that's a good young age to to begin reading. So um, so she, I mean, that was what, what's what's wild about that experience is her her legacy or her influence at that time period has carried you all these years, and I, I, it seems that that passion has only grown. What would you say inspired you to keep on reading? Even early on. Well, even as when I was in elementary school, my mom used to read books just like I did. And then we'd talk about them. We'd find books that we both enjoyed and we, she'd read it and then I'd read it and then we'd talk about it and it was fun sharing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember when we, when I was in eighth grade and Lois Lowry's book, The, the Giver, came out. And I remember having, conver- I was reading it at school. I would have different thoughts and perspective on what I was reading, I'd share it with you. And uh, we had such stimulating conversation along the way. I, I don't remember what event it was, if it was an event, but I, I figured I'd buy you the book as well. So you would have it and I would have it and we would have discussion. And it's a, to me, it's a cherished memory. And I didn't even realize it then how valuable the experience would be. But being able to go to this third party source, which is the book, to be able to take something from that book and then bring it into my life. And that principle of doing that over and over and over again throughout my life, I've, I know that it's been able to bring uh, beautiful fruit into my life of learning, of principles that I can use to better me and better the people around me. So I'm grateful that you took what grandma, what your mom did for you, and then you did that with me, and then it continued to help me uh, and have a, a benefit in my life. I'm glad to know that too, Neil. So it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And I've, I know we, in 2016, I believe, the movie came out. And we went and to go see it. we went it. to go see it <laughs> in the movie theater. And uh, so the movie, of course, wasn't as good as the book. But it's, it's, it's crazy even when you and I are having conversation and, some, and somebody goes, oh, I'm starving. And it's like, oh, precision of language, right? <laughs> yes. And that's, that's a direct <laughs> reference to you know, the giver, the book. So um, you, ha- you have these words. And it, it's really it's what, it's what inspires me as a writer and and hopefully right in this next few months here as an author to write in the in, in, with the hope and the goal of people seeing your words and hearing the story and sharing the story sharing the story and then it not just influencing their life for good but then influencing the lives of, the, of those around them okay now let's talk about your uh, the support system and I, I, we just mentioned a great example of you being the support system for me. What would you say is helpful in building a support system for reading, learning, even growing? What, what do you think is helpful in, in that space? Helpful in a person doing it for themselves or in a person doing it for others? Uh, both or either one. Um, I guess the number one thing is not to be not to be afraid to share what you need or what you're trying to share. Um, I think sometimes you want somebody to learn something from you, but you're afraid to tell them, you know, mm-hmm. I want you to learn this. And I think you should communicate. Communication is key. Communicate what you're trying to teach somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you need something from somebody and you need to learn from somebody, ask them. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people are afraid to ask. Mm-hmm. They're afraid to ask for help. They're, they're afraid. And they don't realize that really most of us do want to help. But sometimes you do feel like you're just sticking your nose in somebody else's business when you're t- giving them 
support. Mm-hmm. You reminded me of an activity that Alita and I did together is we bought a couple of books that are like helpful relationally. And I think we did it once when we were boyfriend and girlfriend and we bought several books since we've been married about marriage and some books that some of them were like two pages long of the chapters. And, and then, so you could read through the concept uh, fairly quickly, but what we would do is we would go to the table of contents and then we would mark the ones that we wanted the other person to read. And just, just to have some insight on whatever the chapter was about. And, uh, and I, I think it was a, a helpful activity that we did that helped lay some principles of how we could, it was, it was a subtle way of, of inspiring each other on and helping one another and setting each other up for success. So it, so it wasn't like, hey, let me give you this lecture real quick, you know, on, hey, what do you need to change? But hey, there's this, there's this chapter over here <laughs> that you can read and learn about. And once, um, and then hopefully this third, this third party person can get, share some insight on the topic. So that was, that was one thing that we did. Now, what would you say as far as what's helped you to continue learning um, now? I guess um, continuing to have new experiences keeps you learning. Um, talking to different people every time you have something new happening in your life. And, and I'm still growing. I'm still learning. Um, just this past week, I had a nego- negotiation of a new business that I was going to try to buy, and I really thought my negotiation skills were up there. But on hindsight, you can always look back and say, I could have done it better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and have you heard the phrase that says, experience is not the best teacher, it's evaluated experience? And um, what do you think about that concept? Actually, it makes sense. If you don't, if you don't evaluate what you did wrong, you're destined to to repeat that mistake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when I first read it, uh, and I heard that principle, that it it did jolt me to look back on different things that I've been through in my life and ask, did I learn everything that I could have? And I, I like your your approach to that situation because you look. It wasn't just oh, if I. I it didn't work out and forget about it, but how can I have done it better? And how can I improve? And how can I continue to, uh, to learn even from the situation that didn't go, go great? Because there's, there's a reason, right? Um, in that negotiation, whatever you requested, there was something that hit on the other side of that negotiation that potentially rubbed them the wrong way or put them over the edge and said, you know what? Uh, cannot move forward with this. Um, so we, we covered learning for a lifetime. We covered it with a, with a few uh, pillar principles. Do you have any closing thoughts on if somebody, on any, any encouragement, any, any a spur, any closing thoughts that you would give us to, to, to the people, to people listening about um, learning for a lifetime? I guess I would say never give up on learning, never give up on yourself. Mm-hmm. I like that. And, and I think I see it with you. It with, again, back to the, the single parenthood, when you talked about that was what helped you grow the most and not giving up at that point in time, even though it was really difficult. And then, and then how I believe that you've been able to be 
a, a blessing to people in your life when you think about your influence and your impact. When I think about whose lives you touch directly and indirectly with your businesses, right? So you think about how many, how many children are at your daycares, right? So how, how many more or less is that? Uh, we probably have between all of them, maybe 500. So, so 500 children, then you have their families, which is w whether it's one parent or one family member or multiple. So then you have, you double and triple that. So you're talking 500 to 1500 just with your daycare business, not talking about your properties or anything else that you, you're involved in. Um, but I, I look back to where you, where, where you started and I think about your journey has now been able to touch and even be a blessing and a, and a help um, to, to the whole generation of, of, of new people coming in. So um, I would say when it comes to, to learning, um, I think having great people, I, I, I think I've been able to learn because I've, I've had great people like yourself, like other uh, mentors. Um, probably my favorite proverb on learning says, um, you walk with the wise, you grow wise. And, and uh, our, the man who walks you know, with wolves learns to howl, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, I think about these, these proverbs of you become like the people that are around you. And I want to be somebody who's not intimidated by other people's success and going, oh, wait, well, they're a better speaker than me or they're a better coach than me or they've, ha they've brought in more bigger contracts than I have or they've sold more books or they wrote more books. But having the, the courage and the humility to go, well, if they've done something right and they're willing to share it, I would love to sit at their feet and learn if they're willing to share. Well, you actually said the, the key word right there, humility. Mm-hmm. That makes all the difference in the world. Mm -hmm. and it's, 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 it's one of those things that I, I would say wasn't cultivated. Like, I don't think I had that early on. Um, but I think, I think I was humbled enough by life <laughs> so that it would uh, help me that if it, it really is probably one of the virtues that I admire most, but that I most naturally like least. And I have to, it's, it's a pursuit. It's not, to me, it's one of those, I don't know if there's a, there's an arrival of, okay, you know, I'm, I'm done being humble. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, well, good. Well, if you're tuning in, um, thanks for tuning in. We had a great conversation today just about learning, reading. Hope you can take a few principles and apply them to your life. Until next time, check us out at the, at the Strong Life Coach Podcast. I know we're going to be on iTunes or well, we're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. And uh, we're, of course, we're at the stronglifecoach.com website. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk soon.